Hi, I'm Vicky Hudson-Craig and welcome to episode four of my podcast, Melanoma Heart. This is A is for Attitude and I'm welcoming my friend Prue, who has been with me since the beginning of this diagnosis. I thought that she would be an ideal person to have a chat with about how my attitude has changed from the very start through to where we are today. So welcome Prue and thank you for joining me. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you for inviting me along. <laughs> all right. Um, so you've been with me since the very start of this in 2020, which seems I so have. long ago. <laughs> I've actually been with you longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Prue is probably the second or third person I met when I came to New Zealand, and we've been really good friends ever since. She's also been my bridesmaid and my daughter's godmother, and my moving council when I was admitted to the bar. <laughs> so there isn't a life event that doesn't go by without Prue being by my side. Um, so she probably is one of the f- people that knows me best in the world. Um, and you will have seen, I guess, from those very early days, like the changes in my approach to this or my attitude towards this as it's gone along um, from that early start. Yeah. Um what that was October 2020 2020 yeah so almost three years ago um yeah I mean I I'm I really admire your attitude as I think a lot of people do and uh sometimes you you get to see more of someone's attitude when they've given news that's um shocking or um just not what they want to hear, something completely out of the blue, something that's going to affect them long term. Um, And so, I mean, you've always had a great attitude at at whatever whatever you do. Um, But, and so when this came along, there wasn't really any any difference to your attitude. And um, I think it doesn't mean that you didn't have all those feelings that come with something like that. But I think you're really good. You've got this great ability to acknowledge those feelings um, and what the situation is. But I still think you're very so calm and collected. You can almost take yourself out of your position and look at it with a yeah. different perspective in terms of, well, this is happening, so how am I going to react? Yeah, I think that's the key. Like I've said so many times that you can never control what's happening to you and in the past I've probably Mm. tried multiple ways of doing that but you can't do it but you can control your reaction and I think um, that's got me through every part of it is Mm. trying to hold on to just how I react to it and how I use it I guess to to my advantage in some ways and to get the most out of how I want to live my life and not let it consume me and Mm. I I think that when you are given um, a diagnosis or bad news or whatever it is um, it can very quickly consume you and yeah and how and how to prevent that happening yeah yeah and I mean I think that's who you are anyway (laughs) Um, but as as you say in your your blog about attitude um, you don't know any person with a diagnosis who doesn't you know react in the same way in terms of their attitude and um, the positivity that you need to um, approach things yeah and I think that if you speak to it like you read lots of stories about people that are going through 
diagnosis is and they seem to be getting younger and younger which is frightening but um most people do come out fighting um so I don't think I'm unusual in that respect but um I do think that um if you if you do let those negative thoughts creep in um too much then you'll you'll end up falling into um a real spiral downhill and mm. I think that that's where I really try and pull it back because I mean we've had some pretty conversations where things can go quite unraveling <laughs> where you know I'll start down a path of um getting quite upset about it and then it's just acknowledging that those feelings are are normal yeah that's right I think and I think you're really good at that you're not trying to remove those feelings constantly mm. you do acknowledge them and what comes with those um, but then you have you have that approach of how how can I keep going how can mm. I um, how can I deal with these feelings and not get into that downward spiral yeah mm. and I think having good people to talk to really helps because you've I think they're having that trust that you know that I can ring you up whenever and say I'm having a bad day or I'm having a good day and I want to share mm. it with you like having that that support network is so important because I think although yeah I've, I've tried to maintain a positive attitude mm. it's feeding like it's coming from the fact that I have good people around me mm. who will help with that and so if I am having a um a not so good day like I know that if i call you or talk to you you'll say well no Vicky you know you know how you deal with this or you know I can hear you saying well no because you know <laughs> you normally you say to me this or you know mm. and that I think that's really important that you mm. having someone like you or and and Ryan and and my other friends is is so key to maintaining that positive mm. attitude because it's it's and not... you've got so many <clears throat> friends and mm. you know everybody's different so many friends that you know who you who to talk to about certain things yeah. and who who under who's going to understand or who who might offer you the advice you want to hear or who might just listen when you just need to be listened to and so because you have surrounded yourself in many wonderful <laughs> people and, and a variety of people yeah. um, then that you know that really helps with um with your with your attitude to yeah, everything the, I was laughing and, then because I was thinking that sometimes my humor can quite go quite dark and there's only one or two people that can cope with that <laughs> so I was just thinking about that but um yeah I think those having that um that support network is so key and I think mm. for anyone going through um uh diagnosis or bad news like is is actually having the courage to turn to people and ask for help because mm. um, you can't do it by yourself Yes. And I hope that actually, I you know, I can mirror it back to other people mm. and, um, you know, be a support network for, for them as well as, mm. as just taking their support because <laughs> um, it does work both ways. But it's um, it's certainly something that's I reckon, has helped me massively with maintaining that, that positivity as mm. we go through it. And, I mean, like, I remember the f I, you were probably the second person that, I spoke to after the original diagnosis. I think you came into the hospital. I'm pretty I sure seemed, I wasn't so I positive. Seemed, then. I think you sent me a text, but you were not. You had the anaesthetic, so I don't know if you were. 
yeah yeah um but, but from that initial shock and um you know the I remember the first thing I did lying in in hospital I remember googling you know like all these different scenarios mm. and I just remember you saying to me don't google <laughs> which of course is what I do <laughs> straight away it's what everyone does isn't it yeah. and it and it's going for it like you're listening to the or reading the absolute worst case scenario and then you're having to pull um pull out of that and try and focus on what's right in front of you and I think um and I think the lesson you've learned from that and we've all learned is that you did you did get a whole lot of scenarios and the prognosis was all much shorter than where you are now and um so you know, maybe you need to have a Google story so that if this happens to someone yeah. else, they'll review yours and feel really positive about it. When I was writing this, actually, I did um, re-Google it, which is probably um, one of the first... I haven't Googled um, for quite some time, and I did um, re-Google it, and there are some new stories. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should add mine to it and yeah, make maybe. some more statistics. That's right, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still sitting in the minority, but... For a positive outlook for someone going through the same story, I'm still here, and yeah. still will be here for a while yet. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, <laughs> definitely add my story to the list. <laughs> but the um, I remember because you're um, you're very good at focusing on the positive. Like when you, if I come to you with a a, a not so good day or I can a worry because I worry a lot. Um, <laughs> You're you you are very good at focusing on the the positive of any story. Have you do you find it quite easy, or do, is it something you've worked on yourself? Um, I think if I'm focusing on the positive, I am quite an honest person, so I actually can't. I couldn't. No, you can't. Lie. I cannot lie. <laughs> so if I'm focusing on the positive, that's because there is positive. Yeah, that's good to know. But you, do, I mean, you do approach. You you do have a very can-do attitude. I mean, right from the the moment I went on the medication, you were like, "This is going to get it. It's going to get rid of it. It's go-, you know, like you." And that really helped me because you and my mum, you know, the you're fighting the ninjas you know think yeah. about the drugs being the little ninjas and kicking kicking yeah. the drugs and stuff and and you were the same you know like they are going to go and it's going to be fine and we're going to move on and that um that was something that really helped me yeah um, well people can say that everyone can say that but it's up to you oh you'd be surprised to... there's quite a few people oh, yes, but we, you, that's why it's very important to ensure that you surround yourself with the right people mm. And, um, yeah, I think all your friends will say that, but it's your attitude Mm. that, I mean, it's you. Yeah. You're you're the one with the diagnosis, and it's your your brain that controls how you think and feel. And and so it's you, you're the one with the attitude that's the the positive attitude and the keep going attitude and Mm. taking um, um, all the opportunities you can get. Yeah, I just, I find it very hard to be unhappy, you know, I mean, we all do, but I do, I find it such a drain and so, um, 
I find it harder to be miserable than I do to be yeah. happy, if that I makes sense. I think we're really similar like that. So yeah. it doesn't mean that we're not unhappy or sad. But we, when we get in those situations, we think, well, why is this? Yeah. <laughs> I know your answer is. <laughs> um, but then you think, well, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Because I don't like this feeling. Yeah. And so um, that's the attitude coming through, isn't it? Yeah. How, 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 did, how am I going to fix it? as best I can because I don't want this feeling yeah and it doesn't mean the feeling won't come back or but you get we like to have ways to deal with with feeling down or feeling bad or yeah feeling anxious or worried yeah definitely and that's where we're quite similar yeah I think um for me it's finding things like the I've said before focusing on the really small things Mm. and being like okay, so I don't have X, Y, and Z, but I do have A, B, and C. Mm. And right now I like A, B, and C. Mm. (laughs) And I'll just focus on those. I know that, you know, like we had a conversation last week where I can get a bit upset that I think certain things won't happen now, you Mm. know, like um, buying, you know, being being in a position to buy the house we want because Mm. the medication's costing so much we can't get... um, the finance we we would have been able to um and that does make me sad um mm. that we can't plan for that but i guess it's turning it around and being like okay so we can't do that but actually we've got a really nice house and it's a really lovely place so instead of putting our money into a mortgage we'll put it into medication and enjoy and then mm. enjoying ourselves or focusing on the fact that we don't have to maintain our house because it's not ours. Mm. <laughs> um, so we can spend our weekend skiing or mm. looking at playing with Ruby or, you know, so, so it's turning things around yeah. that, yeah, there's a, there's a negative, but actually there's lots of yeah. positives from that situation as well. And they might just, they might not be for everyone and yeah. they might not be um, what we should do in inverted commas in the ground. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but but they keep us happy and they and they make me feel good about what we are doing. Yeah. And I think that comes down to recognising what things you have no control over mm. and then, you know, you, you just learn not to go there because yeah. you actually have no control and that will send you downward spiral. Yeah. Into that downward spiral. Yeah. Um, and focusing on the things that you can control. Yeah, definitely. And when you can control them, you know, you just, you, you, it gives you positivity, you, you're in control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny actually talking about um, control because going back to the, when we were talking about how you can't control what's happening but you can control your reaction and also that you fixate on the things that you can control. I don't know if you remember in the early days, like I went um, overboard on uh, making arrangements do you remember? So like <laughs> we were a year out from Ruby starting school, yet everything was in place <laughs> for her, for her school, her uniform, her books, where she was about going. The early days. I think <laughs> this is still happening, Becky. <laughs> yeah, probably, but <laughs> but not quite in the same. And I remember writing down all the passwords for my bank accounts. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I have a vague memory of you showing me some book in a drawer yeah, at work yeah. telling me something was in there but 
Yeah. I can't remember. So it was just, you know, I was trying to put in place that if, if, if something happens to me and I can't control when or how that is, that actually all of the practical things... You're still are, in control. <laughs> ...are organised <laughs> and they're sorted and everyone knows where they are. And, and, those, and um, I think, yeah, like you said, that's how I still deal with things. Mm. It might not be that extreme that mm. I'm writing all of our passwords into a book which is now destroyed anyone that wants to try and find my password or they've all been changed because I forgot them but <laughs> um but um it's that's those little things is I think really important for maintaining that positive can-do attitude that um and maybe it's not that extreme now but yes I still am doing that yeah <laughs> I'm planning out just about everything to the nth degree. Yeah. Um, but it becomes, I mean, it does become harder sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I love about you with your attitude is that if ever there's something coming up, <laughs> can guarantee that you'll say yes. And if you can't say yes, <laughs> then you will try and change things around so that you don't miss out. Yeah, FOMO's a big yeah. problem. <laughs> well, you say it's a problem. I don't know if it's a problem because it's your um it's all part of your attitude coping mm. mechanism. Or I would try it all sit at home and mope around if there's some sailing happening no. or a possibility of skiing or um, pizza night uh, at your barbecues, house. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so even if you're probably feeling down when these opportunities come up, you know that you need to jump on them. Yeah to get out of that downward spiral yeah definitely and I think a lot of people and Ryan included would actually probably hide away at home and Mm. and process those things and then come out of hibernation when they're processed whereas I'm the complete opposite and you'll process them later yeah or as we go or or never (laughs) um but yeah I definitely um will try and make the most of every minute and probably cram four things into one day when I should have just focused on one. <laughs> and, then, and then Ryan and Ruby tagging behind. <laughs> oh, Ruby's up there with me, I reckon. Yeah. I think she's inheriting my um, let's do it all attitude. <laughs> she will make you very proud. Yeah, it will. We took her to um, Disney on Ice and I was, because as you know, I've got an obsession with wanting her to go to Disney, but um, Disney on Ice is the closest we'll get. And I was like, you know, we're going to Disney and, it, and we're halfway through she went, it's Disney on Ice, Mum. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, you can play, you can work that one out. <laughs> but it's the same. She's got the same kind of attitude that we, it will happen. We will make mm. it happen. <laughs> and if you don't seek those goals, yeah, or seek that you know have that desire that you want to achieve, then how do you actually ever get there? Yeah, you know? that's so right. it doesn't mean that you're going to do everything you want to do, but. Um, it's it's just the fundamentals of goal setting, isn't it? Yeah, and trying to find those. And I think in the last one, Rich asked me if I had a bucket list, and I gave up on that a while back because it got too long, too expensive, and and in some ways, actually, it could be a negative thing because mm. if you're if you if you have a list of things, physical mm. list, and you're not ticking them off, it becomes a bit of a, um, you know, I'm not doing things. Whereas mm. if you kind of have small goals that or big goals but things that you're aiming for that happen can happen you feel like you're ticking things off and you feel like you're achieving and I think 
that's got me through the last year is finding more of those I can requalify mm. so I'll tick that off or I can see Ruby start school tick that off mm. you know those smaller mm. and goals. and um I mean you're adaptable so um some things might come off your list and new things might come on yeah and because the circumstances change all the time you know that's like right. if you end up having to move to Australia to get the funding mm-hmm. um, then you might a whole lot of your things you want to do and things to tick off will change again yeah, yeah so definitely. that you wouldn't have had if you were here yeah so it just depends on all, all, all sorts of things doesn't it but that's yeah. the great thing about you is that it was with your um, I'll always have a different dream <laughs> well no but no but you're willing to change it yeah when you need to and yeah. rather than be like settle on something um, that can't happen then it doesn't mean you don't want it to happen you can still want you know yeah be working towards that but um it's it's not the be all and end all no and you will always be searching for um other opportunities and yeah or just making the most of ones that come along yeah unless we win 37 million in lotto this week <laughs> and then i can do them all <laughs> but um yeah it's it's and um one thing I've definitely, and I don't think this is diagnosis related, but definitely since I moved here, is if someone invites you to something, say yes. Mm. Even if you don't, even if you're not 100% sure yeah. that it's what you want to do or that you'll like it, you can always say, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or mm. Mm, I'm glad I tried it, but it maybe wasn't for me. Mm. But you won't know unless you try. Yeah. It's that give everything a go yeah. approach that we teach children. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's it's the same thing about, you know, if someone invites you to something or opportunities come up, if you don't say yes, you might not get asked the next time. Yeah, or, definitely. Or the opportunity might not come up again. Yeah. And I think yeah. when I first moved here, because it was like I didn't know anyone, mm. if you didn't say yes, you weren't going to know those people and they and like you said they won't ask again because they don't know you they're inviting you to something once Mm. and so that's how I got to know so many people was just by saying yeah okay yeah and you know a lot of people (laughs) in Christchurch I know some people have been arrived on the first four ships their families and you know more people (laughs) than them yeah I said yes a lot um (laughs) but I don't regret any of them so that's that's well um, that's great yeah. And that's what Ruby, as you say, Ruby's, you can see that she's like you in a lot of ways. And yeah. hopefully she um, tries lots of good things. Yeah, I'm sure things. she'll try bad things too. But, um, um, lots of opportunities and we'll have that can-do attitude. Yeah, definitely. And I think she does. And um, and it's the same with um, with you and, and your boys. Like it's It's introducing them to as many opportunities as you as you can like some people have more opportunities or more ability to provide a lot more than others but um as long as you're providing your you and your family with those with as many chances as you can then it broadens their choices Mm. and then hopefully they can make decisions about what they like and Mm. what they don't like and I always remember Ryan saying to me about Ruby doing ballet and he said I you know I'm not so keen on her being one of those, you know, <laughs> ballet kids until she's 80. I was like, but maybe she'll love it. Maybe she won't. But if, you don't if she doesn't don't try, try it, how know. will she, yeah, how will she yeah. know if she likes And the same with skiing. Maybe she'll mm. hate skiing. Mm. 
I hope not because that will make life really difficult but <laughs> um but she won't know unless she tries yeah. and and I think that's probably how I always look at stuff I won't yeah. know what I like and that's where it comes back right. to the attitude yeah of sure you might not like it but you're still going to try it yeah and sure it's going <laughs> to scare the hell out of you but, <laughs> but I'm still going to give it a go although I do that a bit less now since Ruby I probably had more um, more daredevil before that but <laughs> oh, I don't know Vicky I still don't like the ski roads <laughs> yeah but you can't ski unless you get up those no, roads no. so just do it with my eyes closed yeah no I'm not driving <laughs> So you just have to find someone to drive for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think um, the when we were go, we were talking about um, you know the hibernating and and staying away from situations. I think that's where you can really spiral a little bit out mm. of control is when you hide yourself away and mm. and try and process stuff too in um, internally. Yeah, too much time to think. Yeah, because your own head is the worst critic. Oh yeah, yeah, and pulling and trying to find ways to pull out. And for me, like being active and busy and um, surrounding myself in with people Mm. is my way of um, living a full life. Yeah, yeah, and making sure that um, yeah, it's it's all. I mean, it's not always all positive. It's there are days when it gets you know hard and mm. you don't know um and I guess it wouldn't be normal if there weren't those days no and um but it's just yeah finding those ways out of them I think yeah. is is really key acknowledging those feelings and then yeah you're right find, finding and finding something to help you feel yeah. better yeah what um and carry on what do you like because obviously I've found ways since my um diagnosis which has helped me really and I can reflect on those changes but what what pulls you when you have those days just in normal life what how do you pull yourself um I'm not as good as you I probably start moping around I probably (laughs) start moping around but as soon as I have to do something or um make myself do something then I know that I feel better mm. um yeah but it's not it's always sometimes it's hard unless you've got a diary packed full like yours when <laughs> <laughs> everything's you know you've got everything scheduled for you to I'm spontaneous honest <laughs> <laughs> and that too it just fills in the gaps yeah that's true yeah I thought because I always um I always try to sort of look back and think was I was I like this before Mm. um and I I can't answer that now because um this has become normal so um I feel like I've always been like this but I'm not sure so it's in I I like talking to people that are not going through quite the same yeah and um whether they approach it in you know bad days in the same sort of way so can you not remember do you think or oh this has just become so normal now mm. you know it's two and a half maybe years. it's heightened then well, yeah you've probably always had the attitude of wanting to take opportunities as they came up yeah probably I was probably more introverted like I wouldn't um get my energy from people as much mm. as I do now that's definitely something I learned moving here 
mm. was how much joy other people can um, bring to you. How much energy. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, not everyone's positive. Mm. Like, there are... Some people suck it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people. And I have learned that it's best just to stay away from people that drain you. Yeah. Um, and and people do have some very strange attitudes when you get diagnosed with something like this. So they're the people that there's people that um, take you in their arms and sort of pull you along with them, mm. and are like, "Come on, we're gonna and we're in this together." And yeah, and we're in this together. And that other people um, won't know what to say, so they avoid you, which is fine. You know that mm. that's they can be friends still. They're just mm not people that you would turn to if you mm. if you need them. some people will um yeah not know what to say to you some people will um turn on you um but on the whole it's um yeah I think now I've learned much more to focus on the people that bring joy yeah. and and support and the ones you can support back to you know like mm. give back to them and I've I hope, well, I feel like you can pick up the phone to me pretty much. Yeah, and it is um, any relationships a two-way thing. Yeah. It's just that the the reciprocal giving might be different, might look different. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you you surround yourself with people that give you strength in different ways, don't Mm. you? Or or that you can give strength to. Yeah. In terms of going forward, I think you're quite um, secure in terms of your attitude, mm. and that helps as well. Um, what? How do you see things if things get worse for you? I uh, that's what, something I'm nervous about. Because at the moment, um, you come to work every day. Yeah, we live life like normally, like normal. Um, it's certainly something that I constantly think about still, but I can easily push it to the back of my mind because we can carry on doing what we've always done and more. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, um, how are you feeling about going forward if things do change and suddenly you can't work mm. um, or you can't fund the drugs anymore um, or you do get really sick? Yeah, I think um, it's a really good thing to ask, and it's something that um, I does come into my mind, and then in true me, start start shoving yeah. it away again. <laughs> but because as time goes on, like I think you kind of relax into the new normal. Yeah. So now this is normal. It's just this thing that's happening. It's there, but mm. actually, I feel good. Like. Mm. Um, the bigger picture is overwhelming Um, but in the moment I feel good and um, it's it is very hard to process that um, that next step you know Mm. and when that will happen because you kind of get into this false sense of security that it'll just be like this now Um, but the reality is it won't stop I don't think that you should think that's a false sense of security because yeah. you just we don't know and you've already proved the prognosis wrong yeah so you are who you are yeah and um don't think of it as like be secure 
by yeah. the fact that everything is okay now. Mm. And when, if and when things change, then you know you've got the attitude to deal with it when that happens. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you don't think about it now, because I think about it now and just ask you the question. How you deal with it, but, <laughs> no, you don't want to hear the answer. But I don't, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear the answer that, that that's definitely going to happen, because yeah. I just don't think, from what I've heard and seen and talked to the oncologist, and we just don't know. Mm. Like that, I know there's every chance that will happen, but... Um, I just feel that don't think that you're in a false sense of security because this is life right now. Yeah. And you live it so well and you have a great attitude and that what will be will be and will you be ready for it? Pro- probably not. Like who's yeah. ever ready for that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, but you'll be as ready as you can be. And I know that whatever comes your way, you have such a great attitude. I think that... Um that what you said earlier is key that adaptable so it, if I think about it as a you know um things could get worse mm. then it's overwhelming and I don't think I'll cope but actually like you said it's an mm. a, you adapt mm. so I didn't if you'd asked me two years ago would I be able to sit here and talk about this like yeah. we are no yeah no yeah. I would have been in tears thinking that I'd even be here in two years mm. from then. Mm. Um, so whilst you can look forward now and think, no, I, I just wouldn't cope, like I can't imagine being unwell or um, going through the process of heart failure and what that entails, like, no, I won't cope with it. But mm. actually, you're right. And and this is why I listen to you and why we talk about these things because that's the kind of, you're like, yeah, actually, no, I will be able to do it. I will be able to cope because you adapt to yeah. your situation at the time and and it won't be quick so you'll mm. you'll like adapt to each step at, as it comes and and find ways to cope with with those steps mm. I guess but if I sat there and think about the bigger picture of when I won't be able to work or do the things I'm doing then I'm like <clears throat> Well, and the problem with that too is you waste this time yeah, worrying, worrying about the future. When there will be plenty of time for that at mm-hmm. some point. And if you get to that point and then look back and think, oh, I could have done all this extra stuff, but I was so worried and anxious and I didn't do anything. Yeah, then, and that's key, yeah. yeah. Cause and so you, you're so good at just, your attitude is to just take every opportunity you can and do it because one day you won't be able to. One day I won't be able to. One day none of us will be able to. And that's yeah. why they say, you know, live life to the fullest. And yeah. you do that. I don't know anyone who lives it to the fullest like you. <laughs> I honestly don't. If well, I think time of can't that, run out. that saying, I think of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm similar to an extent. You are. I'm not in yeah. the same position as you, but we are quite similar like that. I'm pretty sure um, I learnt a lot of my socialising from you. And Hills. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologise to you're Ryan, not, not me. I'm loving it. You're better at not making faux pas with things that you say <laughs> and then just think, oh, do I Oh, no, I do. You're, I just say them quite... You're much more thoughtful. <laughs> sometimes things just come out. <laughs> They're always honest. They're always well, honest. <laughs> But yeah, I th- I do think that those um, yeah my socialising from you and Hills I learnt from the best, and always take a gift, <laughs> never turn up at someone's house empty without handed. a bottle of wine. Yeah, that is definitely from you and your nan. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely come from 
Oh, my nana's right down. Turn up with something. Doesn't matter if it's a box of half-eaten chocolates. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was wondering, is it, um, that Prue has been to every oncologist appointment that I've ever had. So she knows as much about my um, illness as I do. So there's a lot of um, knowledge in there about, whereas I can dramatise things sometimes. Her, I take Prue so that the reality is also kept in mind <laughs> so that I don't uh, catastrophize everything <laughs> no, you never do that Vicky not at all well that that's um, one thing about um, maintaining positivity is not getting too carried away in the worst mm. case scenario and I think that's where you really help me as mm. a person because I can build things up a bit and get a bit carried away and think the worst of something and there was a time recently when I was just probably at one of my lowest points and I have a lot of wonderful people around me too Mm, who are supportive but it's you that can talk me through it and bring it you know just calm everything down and nothing's as bad as it seems and again that's your attitude that's because I really appreciate that oh thank you I think that's because I've spent so long catastrophizing everything. I've learned how to. <laughs> I've learned very well how to calm it down. And you're always very good at turning something really serious around into a joke. <laughs> that's not always a good thing. Ask Ryan. I'll very, I will very often be talking about something quite um, serious and make it funny, and <laughs> he doesn't see the funny side. <laughs> Bless him. But yeah, no. Good attitude. Thank you, and thanks for today.